Well, as we continue in our sermon series, looking to Scripture, asking the question, well, what is the church? Uh, We are getting into some very critical portions of Scripture that I'm excited to share with you. And I, I really do wish that I could look at you in the eyes as we go through some of these talks coming in, in the next few weeks. And as, as Jimmy Walter said, maybe there is a chance we will be looking at, at, at each other in the eyes in the coming weeks. And so we continue to pray for and work for that. But for now, this morning, as we continue this series, we're in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, and I'm going to spend this week and the next two weeks in Matthew chapter 13 looking at different parables and what they say about the people who are the church of the living God, the kind of people who respond to Him. And this morning is a very important passage speaking to that subject. Each week in this series... We've been seeing that Jesus is revealing Himself for who He is. Not for who He was, but who He is. Now that's an important distinction to make. We believe that Jesus is still revealing Himself from heaven to earth, to His people. That He is still calling disciples to Himself. That He is still building the church. And so Jesus, even this morning, He is revealing to us who He is, not just who He was. And He's also revealing to us something about the church, the people of God, and the kind of people that respond to Him. Last week, uh, we looked at the story of Nicodemus and that Jesus said, you must be born again. And this is a critical message for the church to understand. You have to be made alive. You have to have a second birth, a heavenly birth of the Spirit. So the people of God are born anew. They're born from above. They're given life. And this morning, we're going to be told by Jesus that you must have ears that hear. You must have ears that hear that receive the Word of God. And Jesus, in this way, is going to press on us. We're about to read this parable, and Jesus is going to press on us. Who do you believe that He is? What kind of ears do you have? But before we read the parable, let me give you a brief comment about parables. I think this is the first time we'll have done a parable together. A parable, quite simply, the parables of Jesus were simple stories that used common and ordinary occurrences and laid those behind spiritual realities to reveal spiritual truth. So a common everyday occurrence that would reveal a spiritual reality. And you're going to see that's exactly what this parable, the parable of the sower or the parable of the soils, really, in Matthew chapter 13. Listen to verses 1 through 9 and then verses 18 through 23. Give your attention to God's Word. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around Him that He got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. And then He told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. 
And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And then skipping down to verse 18, Jesus says to his disciples, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Let's pray. Lord, would you give us ears that hear? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I have, I have never owned a dog whistle. But I know what a dog whistle is. A dog whistle apparently is at a frequency, at a pitch that is so high that the human ear can't hear it. I can't explain those details to you, but I understand those details. I did have a student at Erskine College years ago who told me that he had a dog whistle and he liked to walk through the neighborhood and he liked to walk through the mall by the pet store and blow his dog whistle loudly in a way that no human ear would necessarily hear it but he said would make all the dogs in the neighborhood bark and all the dogs in the pet store bark. And he told me that story, and you know you can think about that a couple of different ways. It's not a good thing to do, and it's inappropriate, and you shouldn't do that. It's also a little clever, uh, a little humorous. But of course, the, the trick is that he wouldn't be caught because no one could hear what he was doing. Why are all the dogs barking, was what everyone would look around and wonder. But with the background noise, no one would hear him blowing on the whistle. 
You didn't have ears to hear the whistle, but all the dogs supposedly did, according to this former student. Well, those ears that can hear are exactly what Jesus is talking about in this parable. It's a beautiful story with a beautiful uh, conclusion for the church that has ears to hear. But for those who do not have ears to hear, it's a pretty telling story about the reality of the human heart. And it's actually pretty disturbing. And that's what these parables often did. They were used to provoke They weren't just intending to teach and communicate clearly. They were intending to tweak with truth in the way that we talked about last week. They provoked, they poked, they pushed the issue. And Jesus would use this in his ministry strategically. The passage began by saying that that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. And so the context of this parable and his use of these parables in Matthew chapter 13 is actually very telling. The religious leaders have come against Jesus. He had just healed someone and the religious leaders ascribed his power as being satanic or demonic. So they recognized that Jesus was a man of power but they wrongly ascribed it to the wrong kingdom. They ascribed it to the kingdom of darkness and not to the kingdom of light. And in response to this, Jesus tells these parables. And in these parables, in this parable in particular, He is telling us why some people hear and believe and why some people don't. And it's not a human thing. It's a spiritual thing, just as it was with Nicodemus, Last week, some people have ears to hear, and some people do not. And so in the parable, we're given three pieces, three things to comment on, and that is the sower, the seed, and the soils. And the soils are the heart of the true message. But first, there is a sower. It says that a farmer went out to sow his seed And this is probably exactly as you would picture. Not exactly. You might picture, uh, as my father used to cast seed, we lived on a ranch, he had a a little green bucket with a handle on it, and he would go out and he would spread fertilizer or spread seed, and you've probably done the same if if you tried to care for a yard or a garden. Well, this is the same concept, but they didn't have plastic buckets that could spread seed. They would take a sack... And the farmer would simply dip his hand and grab the seed and he would throw it as far as he could to the right and throw it as far as he could to the left without any discretion about where the seed went. He just would cast the seed, broadcast the seed and cast it far and cast it wide. And that was the means of growth was to spread seed. That was the ordinary means for farmers to grow crops. But remember, a parable uh, puts an earthly reality next to a spiritual reality. And the spiritual reality is that the sower sows the seed for the kingdom the same way. He casts his seed, he casts his word as far as he can to the right and as far as he can to the left without discretion. And that seed falls and the outcome of the broadcast of that seed is in the parable as it continues. 
But just as crops grow, so the kingdom of God grows. It's mysterious. It's by seed. It's by His Word, which is what He says the seed is. And it's almost inexplicable to us. Seed falls in one place, it will grow. It falls in another, and it will not. Now the seed itself is the power for growth. It's organic life. It is the tiny little presence of growth. It is small, it is powerful, it's transformative. Where the seed goes, give it time, water, and nutrients, and if it grows, that seed will transform that land, producing crops, being fruitful, doing something. But it is dependent upon soil and nutrients. And the Lord says that is how His Word is. His Word is cast far and wide. It is transformative in some but not in all. And that is where we get to the heart of the parable. That is that there are different kinds of soils. And in the parable, he says there are four kinds of soils. And before I get into this, let me tell you, I think some of the best commentary I read this week suggested this. This parable really is a means for interpreting all of humanity through all of history. Human beings fall into one of four categories when it comes to the Word of God. And here Jesus gives us the categories of humanity. There are basically four ways that His Word has always responded. Old Testament, New Testament, now. It's always responded in the human heart. So He gives us four kinds of soils, three of which are bad. And so this is hard news. This is, in a sense, bad news before you get the good news. Four kinds of soils, three of them are bad. That reminds me of a quote, by the way, of Daryl Royal, who in 1962 in the Dallas Morning News, he was the football coach for the Texas Longhorns, and he says, three things can happen when you throw the football, and two of them are bad. And that's why he was committed to running the football. Well, there are four kinds of soil, Three of them are bad. We need to give attention to the one that's good. So, four kinds of soil. First, Jesus says in his parable that some of the seed fell on the path. Some of it fell on the hardened path. It fell on hard ground. Now, any of you who have ever hiked and you've been out on well-worn paths, that's exactly what is being described here. Hard as concrete, packed down, no loose topsoil whatsoever, but a hardened path. And Jesus says the seed that falls on the path, it cannot penetrate that earth. There is no soil to penetrate. And you can cover it with one seed or a hundred seeds. It does not matter. It will not produce growth or crop. And the birds of the air, he says, will come and eat that seed off the ground. That seed never had a chance because the path, the ground, was hard. You know, for 18, 19 years, I've worked with college students, and what a joy that was. But there are two different kinds of settings of ministry that made up my week. 
One was where you would just practice hospitality and invite people to come and gather, and everybody's welcome, and anybody who wants to come, be here. And that was one appetite for Scripture from a human heart, the people who wanted to come and hear. But when you work at a Christian college that has an institutional chapel that requires students to come, well, you can get a very different response. And it's just ingrained in my memory, after 18 years, of the student who might have headphones on in chapel, a book in their lap, their feet up on the chair, and their hat pulled down, and they're not interested at all. There are different kinds of hearts. There are different kinds of interests in the Word of God, and one of them is very hard. It's a hard heart. It won't be penetrated, at least not at that hour. And Jesus says that's a reality. Some of humanity has hearts that are that hard. Hearts can be softened, but they can be hard, and they can resist the Word of God. Jesus then gives a second kind of soil, two of the four, and that is shallow soil. Shallow soil or rocky soil. It says rocky, um, and I use the, the language of shallow because I think it helps emphasize what he's emphasizing. We picture rocky soil, and for us, that's, that's a lot of little rocks all over the place uh, in, in the, on the ground. But really, probably what is happening here in this area, it's probably a slab of rock that's underneath a thin layer of soil. It's rocky in the sense that there's slabs or pieces that cover, that dominate underneath a topsoil. And so that seed falls upon the thin soil and it springs up quickly. And it shows evidence of life, uh, exuberant life, joyful life, zeal even. But when the heat of the sun comes, when the heat of life turns hot, because the root cannot grow deeply, it hits another impenetrable substance. It withers and it dies. And here Jesus is saying that there are some who hear the good news, who hear the Word of God, and they're excited about it. They love it. They're joyful. They've got zeal. They're going to show up for a while. But there's no root that can grow deeply. And other things will extinguish that growth. It will wither and it will die. I, I was in college ministry for 18 years. I've seen this too, just as you've seen this. We've all seen all these hearts around us, but there can be a lot of zeal in college ministry, right? But time, the test of time, proves us all. And it's not a short window of season of life to be excited about and then walk away from. That's not what our faith is. And we all believe in... in, in throwing great youth groups and college groups, and sometimes those are sources of great joy and great zeal. But we all know the stories of many who quickly walked away from that at some point because there was something else that was more fun or something that seemed to be more uh, exciting, that brought more joy. We've all seen this, and we were told to expect it. 
None of this surprises Jesus. He knows this is humanity. This is how the human heart is. Some will receive it with joy, and they will walk away the next day. This is where we're reminded that perseverance beats zeal every time. It's not about zeal. It's not about being excited and fired up. It's about persevering in the long haul of discipleship. And so Jesus prepares us for that, that The human heart, it can be hard and it can be shallow. And then thirdly, the third kind of heart, we'll call the thorny heart, the weedy heart. That's where he says the the seed falls on soil and it does start to grow, but around it, it's surrounded by competition. There's competing growth around it, thorns, weeds, that compete for the nutrients, competes for the water, for the sunshine. And and Jesus says those other things will choke out the life and starve the life that was there. And just like the shallow soil, we've seen this to be true all around us, throughout history. Persecutions come. Pleasures come and they compete with what we believe to be true, with what God and His Word have said are true. And both persecutions and pleasures, those can be the things that choke out the faith of some. The appearance of life, the appearance of growth, but it's easily choked out. Something else takes a greater presence on the calendar than being with God's people. Something else takes more attention and wonder than God's Word. Obedience to God, just not as desirable as obedience to the flesh, as we were reminded in our pastoral prayer from Galatians. God's not surprised by any of these things. Jesus prepared us for it, but but the human heart, it can be choked out by pleasures and persecutions in this life. It's a reality. It happens. But then there's a fourth soil, the last soil, and this is the good soil. Somehow, mysteriously, in God's good and kind providence, some soil, some hearts will receive the seed. They'll receive the word as truth. And it will take root in that heart. It will take root in that life. It will transform and grow and flourish and produce a fruit that the passage says is 30, 60, 100 times. It's an abundant fruit. It's a new creation. It's a wonder of organic growth that was initiated by God and by the seed that He planted. And it's a beautiful thing. It's it's like what we heard in our reflection um, when we began our service. Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's called the fruit of the Spirit. That's the flourishing abundance of a seed. That's the kind of work that God does in the hearts 
of his people. That should be the characteristic of the church and of God's people. And so what we have here in this parable really is is jolting truth. It's disturbing truth. There are four kinds of hearts in this life, and three of them are bad when it comes to receiving God's Word and receiving the good news of the gospel. Some of them look good for a while. Some of them never have a chance and any interest whatsoever. But very few will receive the Word and bear fruit and grow and persevere to the very end. It's a story of hearts, a parable of hearts. And the ultimate question for each of us as we hear this, as Jesus presses on us, is are you a hard-hearted person? Are you a hard-hearted person? Are you a shallow-hearted person? Or are you a divided heart, a half-hearted person with thorns and weeds that are competing for your obedience and for your affection? Or are you a wholehearted person where perseverance will beat zeal every time? That's the hard message of Jesus here. And he asks, who has ears to hear? Who can hear what I'm really saying here? Who can hear what I'm saying about the human heart? Who can hear what I'm saying about your heart? And there are some who have ears to hear. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says this, Faith comes from hearing, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing, and there are some who will not hear. Some who will hear for a little, but walk away. But there are some who will hear and receive as good news that Jesus has come, Jesus has died, Jesus has been resurrected, and Jesus will live and reign forever with His church. That's a hard message. That is a spiritual message, and that is what Jesus is saying to His disciples. It's a powerful message that's disturbing. I'll close with this. Uh, Dan Doriani, who was a professor of mine at Covenant Seminary years ago, he now pastors. But on this passage, he said this, and I think he's precisely right. He says, we think that we interpret this parable, just as we've tried to do. But in the end, this parable interprets us. And so it has. What kind of heart do you have? Is it hard? Is it shallow? Is it divided? Or is it wholehearted? Let's pray that we, that GPC, would be a wholehearted people. That we would be faithful in making known this good news. Casting the seed as far and as wide as we can. And trusting the Lord to grow His church. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, that is our prayer. That you would cause us to examine our own hearts. Not the hearts of others, but our own. And Lord, would you use this parable of Jesus even to, to haunt us a bit about how we've been responding to your word. Lord, would you work in your people and would you produce a fruit in us a hundred times what would normally be seen. Do that, Lord, that we might marvel and wonder over your goodness. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.